Hey, Northeast Pennsylvania, it's Rob O'Donnell here on WILK News Radio, 103.1 FM, 910, 980 AM, or anywhere on the Odyssey app. It is uh, 3.09 here in Northeast Pennsylvania, 22 degrees with the bright sunshine outside. It's cold, but it feels good. The Rob O'Donnell Show is brought to you by Road Scholar Transport. You have unique shipping needs, and Road Scholar has unique shipping solutions. Dry van, temperature controlled, and high security are just a few. Visit roadscholar.com. How's everybody doing on this Wednesday, January 17th, 2024? Lots going on today. I was at the Scranton Police Headquarters in downtown Scranton today uh, with an update into the investigation of the crime spree and shooting that involved... The uh, critically injuring of Detective Kyle Gilmartin, who thankfully, as per updates today, is still in critical condition, but has shown exemplary um, improvement. That's as per the words of the district attorney. Uh, that's great to hear. Detective Kyle Gilmartin was shot at very close range through the passenger side window just above his right eyebrow. One of the rounds, one of the bullets lodged between his scalp and his skull the other one did enter the frontal lobe of his head his brain uh, there were multiple surgeries we're going to go through this step by step there were multiple surgeries to relieve the pressure and remove the bullet and like was stated it's uh, amazing how even though still in critical condition how well he's doing in the optimism from the officials that were there today that was the greatest thing out of anything you'll hear today yes it's good to see people held accountable it's good to see charges in this investigation move forward but first and foremost it's the safety of these officers the unbelievable response from the officers that were on the scene from the people that were in the car that took fire to responding officers that in turn transported not only detective gil martin but the suspect to the hospital where they were both in in critically injured status So, first and foremost, and there's been a lot of talk, these are individuals from Northeast Pennsylvania. Uh, we've had the discussion, okay, who are they? Were they from out of the area? Um, this, this runs the gamut. They are from here. And from what, for whatever path, and there's plenty of time to look at that, um, decided to turn to a life crime because that's exactly what this is. The arrest today is 20-year-old Aiden Gabrielle Denninger of Old Forge, Pennsylvania. Now, they did say that he did also have con um, connections to the Nicholson area, but the official address on his arrest report, which I have in front of me right now, is Old Forge, Pennsylvania. Um, he was born in 2003, the middle of 2003. It says uh, co-defendants. It, it does say yes, and we'll get into that in a little bit. He is a male white, brown eyes, brown hair, blue eyes, uh, not of Hispanic origin, 180 pounds, 5'11". Um, defendant vehicle information is a 200, uh, 2006 Ford Fusion, four-door sedan gray in color. Uh, that's going to come into play later. We're going to go through exactly what happened as per the investigative details as per the criminal complaint, and then I'm going to go through a list of the charges that they're facing. This stemmed, this entire incident, part of it stemmed from stolen property out of a vehicle, stolen credit cards to be more precise. On January 10th, 
at approximately 11.15. I'm not going to release names of witnesses, um, victims, other than the law enforcement officers that are, are listed. But citizens, I, I'm not going to list. At uh, 11.15 hours, a citizen of Lackawanna County notified 911 stating that his vehicle had been broken into while parked at the Express Mini Mart located on Boulevard Avenue in Scranton. The victim reported that he had parked his vehicle in the parking lot at 10.15 and observed two males that were known to him in the store and exit. A short time later, the victim received notification that his, on his phone that his credit card was being used at the convenient mart located nearby at uh, 2500 Boulevard Avenue, Scranton. The victim then checked his vehicle and found that his wallet was missing. Said his wallet contained his debit card and identification. The victim then traveled to the convenient mart and watched the surveillance video on January 10th at 10.46. The same two males are observed on surveillance at the convenient mart located at that location purchasing miscellaneous, miscellaneous items with the victim's bank cards, totaling approximately $42. The police are able to identify the two males as Aiden Denninger and Jeremiah Cleveland via surveillance video. On January 10th at approximately 11.50, another resident of Harrison Avenue in Scranton contacted 911 and reported gunshots being fired behind her residence. Scranton police responded and did not recover any evidence of shots being fired in the area. That same day, eight minutes later, another resident contacted Lackawanna County 911 in regards to multiple shots being fired into a residence on Prospect Avenue. Scranton police responded to the area to discover evidence of shots being fired into the residence during a neighborhood canvas of the area. An individual was interviewed and related that he had video surveillance of a dark colored sedan running a stop sign at the intersection of Prospect Avenue and Orchard Street. During the time of these shootings, Scranton police detectives began to monitor an individual posting on an Instagram live under the username that's redacted. The individual using Instagram username was later identified as Jeremiah Cleveland, date of birth 9-22-2004. Cleveland was talking about shooting the shootings taking place in Scranton and challenged anyone with the problem to meet him in Mayfield, Pennsylvania. Cleveland then dropped a <coughs> pin which indicated that he was at 810 Chestnut Street in Mayfield. This address was searched for and did not appear to exist. During the video, Cleveland is heard stating that he possesses multiple firearms inside the residence and he is in and he is a male wearing a red hooded jacket over a black Nike sweatshirt and observed displaying a snub nose style revolver. The male has been identified as the defendant, Aiden Denninger. Scranton police detectives observed Cleveland live streaming on Instagram from the Sheets gas station in Meredith Street in Carbondale Township and traveled to that location in hopes of obtaining video surveillance upon their arrival. Scranton police officers were able to obtain video surveillance 
that showed a dark-colored sedan that was consistent with the vehicle previous viewed on the Scranton surveillance video running the red, light, red stop sign. Partial Pennsylvania registration on the vehicle was also obtained. Partial registration plate was then cross-referenced with the license plate readers, and a match, a hit, for the registration was, was confirmed. The vehicle was identified as a gray 2006 Ford Fusion. On 1-11-2024 at approximately 4.30, Cleveland posted another Instagram Live video stating that a shooting was going to occur on Orchard Street in Scranton, Pennsylvania. Scranton police officers assembled and traveled to the area in hopes to find the gray 2006 Ford Fusion bearing the Pennsylvania registration that they had. At one point, the live video, Instagram user Redacted, joins the video and directs those wishing to fight or shoot to travel to Hyde Park, where he would engage in a fight or shooting. During the live video at 4.32, Denninger states, the cops are looking for me right now, and I'm still spinning. At 4.38, Knott states that he hears helicopter cars, hella lights. They coming from this way, expletive, that way over there, them coming like sheets and the other expletive. At approximately 4.38, Scranton police officers located the 26 Fusion bearing the registration in a parking lot at the intersection of North Sweatland Avenue and North Main Street. Vehicle was occupied and officers began to search the area for anyone involved with the vehicle. While searching the immediate area for anyone located with the Fusion, Scranton Police Detective Kyle Gilmartin, Detective Sergeant Joseph Lafferty, and Detective Jason Heiler were traveling in the same vehicle, a black Chevrolet Impala sedan with red light bars mounted inside the front of the windshield. Detective Gil Martin was seated in the front passenger seat, Sergeant Lafferty in the front driver's seat, and Detective Hiller was in the rear passenger seat. They were encountered by an individual later identified as Denninger on Decker Court between Swetland and Howell Street without warning. Denninger then discharged a firearm five times at the close proximity of the officers through the passenger side window of their vehicle, which resulted in Detective Gil Martin being struck in the head twice. The bullets fired by Denger struck the passenger side front and rear windows as well as the pillars behind the front and rear door. Detective Sergeant Lafferty returned fire and struck Denninger. Denninger attempted to flee on foot back towards the 2006 Ford Fusion but collapsed near the vehicle and was ultimately taken into custody lying next to the vehicle. A 38 Special Snub Nose style revolver was recovered next to Denninger. Denninger was observed to be wearing a black hooded Nike sweatshirt. Following the shooting, Detective Gil Martin and Denninger were both transported to CMC Hospital in Scranton, Pennsylvania. On 11, uh, 20, uh, on January 11, 2024, at approximately 0700 hours, Scranton police officer Foley, who is a Scranton school resource officer, identified the Instagram user as Jeremiah Cleveland, date of birth. We know that already from Mayfield, Pennsylvania. This goes into the investigative reports there. And uh, that brings us to the shooting. So the suspect, Aiden Denninger, 
of Old Forge, also has connections to Nicholson, was not in the vehicle, was approached the police car as it pulled up as they observed the car looking for people. From close proximity, as per the report says, opened fire into the passenger side window of the police vehicle striking Detective Gilmartin twice in the head above the right eye. How the other officers, the sergeant sitting right next to him and the officer right behind him were not struck is by God's good grace. But that's how quickly this happened. They are describing this as an ambush attack where from close proximity he came up and fired multiple shots. Being it's a revolver and he fired five shots, he might have emptied his gun into this vehicle. Now, obviously, the police officers would not know that. It's dark out. All they know is they're being shot at, and one of their, one of their friends, one of their partners has been struck. Returned fire and placed the individual in custody. We'll get a, go on with the charges that are pending, as well as some of the heroic actions from the responding officers. And you can see how all this, this coordinated police work where you have school resource officers from the Scranton Police Department giving information and identifying Instagram users. That's a key part of why we need school resource officers in our school that know these kids, know who the troublemakers are, know who the, the good guys and the bad guys are, know what their Instagram handles are, know what their social media profiles are. Excellent police work from, from the moment this happened, from the radio transmission during this shooting to now. I cannot commend the Scranton Police Department and all responding police agencies on the job they did here. And I was able to tell that directly to Chief Carroll today. Uh, it's uh, 323 here at WILK. We'll be back with more of the shooting of the Scranton officer and the updated information when we come back. Welcome back to the Rob O'Donnell Show on WILK News Radio. 22 degrees and sunny at five, uh, 323, uh, 326, just about 326 here. Uh, we're going through the arrest and complaint of uh, the individual that was arrested today. He was the individual that was in the hospital in critical condition. Uh, the same hospital that Detective Kyle Gilmartin is in being treated. Again, his resident, he says he is from here in Pennsylvania as per his arrest record. I'm looking through it now. Uh, currently of Old Forge, but there are also ties to Nicholson. Now let's go through the arrest charges. I know I'm getting some text messages. Um, attempted murder of a law enforcement officer in the first degree. Three counts. The defendant did intentionally attempt to kill three law enforcement officers, Detective Kyle Gilmartin, Detective Sergeant Lafferty, Detective Heiler, while in the performance of duty, okay. knowing the victims were law enforcement officers by discharging a firearm into the vehicle occupied by the officers. Three counts of that. Three counts of aggravated assault. Attempts to cause serious... Bodily injury or cause injury with extreme indifference. Defendant did attempt to cause or did intentionally, knowingly, and recklessly cause serious bodily injury to the detective sergeants in circumstances manifesting extreme indifference to the value of human life. Three counts of aggravated assault attempts to cause bodily injury to designated individuals. One count of firearms not to be carried without a license. Defendant did carry a firearm, namely a Ruger LCR Revolver 30 out Special. Without a valid and lawful issue license, being under the age of 21 in violation of PA crime codes. A one count of discharge of a firearm into an occupied structure. 
The defendant knowingly, intentionally, and recklessly discharged a firearm from any location into an occupied structure, namely the Prospect Avenue address in Scranton. One count of discharge of firearm into an occupied structure again. The defendant did conspire with another person or persons to commit a crime in that the defendant knowingly and intentionally recklessly discharged a firearm from any location into an occupied structure, namely the Prospect Avenue, Scranton City address. Two counts of criminal use of a communication facility. The defendant did use a communication facility to commit, cause, or facilitate the commission or attempt thereof of any crime which constitutes a felony under this title. Four counts of recklessly endangering another person. Three counts of attempted criminal homicide. The defendant did intentionally, knowingly, and recklessly or negligently attempt to cause the death of another human being, namely Scranton Police Detective Gil Martin, Sergeant Lafferty, and Detective Heiler. Three counts of assault of law enforcement. The defendant did attempt to cause, intentionally, knowingly cause bodily injury to a law enforcement officer, namely the Scranton Police Detectives and the Sergeant. One count of theft from a motor vehicle. The defendant did unlawfully take or attempt to possession, carry away, or exercise unlawful control over any movement of property of another from a motor vehicle with the attempt to deprive him or her, namely a wallet. This is him stealing the wallet from an individual. Now, mind you, this is how this started. One count of access to another who did not authorize it. The defendant did use a credit card for the purpose of obtaining property or services, namely miscellaneous food for $42 without the knowledge that the credit belonged to another person. And three counts of receiving stolen property, that's the stuff they bought from the credit card that they did receive. These are the charges as of right now against Aiden Gabriel Denninger, 20-year-old from Old Forge, who, from all accounts I'm getting from people, know a little bit about him. This did span a wide area. You have Jeremiah Cleveland, who's been charged with the two earlier shootings and a few other crimes. He has not been charged with the shooting of Detective Gil Martin. Now, they were obviously acting together in concert earlier. Where that investigation leads, we need to let the professionals deal with that and investigate that. Uh, We were told... And I do see redactions in some of the, uh, let me see if I could get it out. There are redactions as far as uh, the complaint goes. As per the district attorney, Powell, he did say that they may be expecting to arrest an individual, a juvenile, in connection somewhat with this. So what that specifically is, we don't know. Um, I can try and find out, but the, the, the press conference today was uh, full force. The district attorney was there, Major Mike Carroll, the Pennsylvania State Police Chief Thomas Carroll, the uh, Scranton Police Department, uh, as well as many others. The mayor was there. The only two, three that spoke were Major Mike Carroll, who's in charge of this investigation, obviously Chief Tom, Thomas Carroll of the Scranton Police Department. I'm trying to upload the video that I took of him speaking. It was basically more of his thanks and his, his his praise of the professionalism of his officers. But this did span all around our area. I mean, the, the sheets they're talking about on Meredith up in Carbondale, I literally just got gas there before I came to the studio today. Uh, that's where I get gas most of the time. 
when, when I'm when I'm headed that way. Uh, Mayfield, where this Jeremiah Cleveland lived, Old Forge, Nicholson, uh, they stole uh, you know a, a wallet out of a car. This is how this started. They stole a wallet out of a car, used the credit card to buy junk at a convenience store. To buy $42 worth of probably chips and soda. I don't know exactly what they bought, but junk. And that's what put law enforcement on the hunt for this. Because they were following a lead that someone stole a credit card. They were using it in the area. Uh, Then they put two and two together and saw that the shootings were related to the same vehicle that was used in the credit card theft and use. They were able to piece together partial license plates from the sheets where... um, they used the credit card to the stop sign violation where a good Samaritan gave information to the police, saw something, said something on his whatever surveillance camera, ring doorbell or whatever it was, to get a description of a vehicle, put it together while looking for that specific vehicle, found that specific vehicle, and while they were coming to the conclusion that this was, in fact, the vehicle they were looking for, This suspect walks up to the passenger side from very close range, I'm told, and opens fire in what they're calling, what they're stating is an ambush-style attack. Shooting into the vehicle five times with three police officers in it, three of our police officers in it. That's where we stand now. Um, And hopefully the investigation goes on. I've said from the start, we will not... I will not relay anything that's not officially from the Pennsylvania State Police or the Scranton Police Department that's released officially. And uh, we're going to follow the investigation. Let them do their job. They're doing a fantastic job all around. From school resource officers that put two and two together to get a guy's Instagram name to police officers who responded to the shooting, gave medical treatment, and got individuals to the hospital, including Detective Gil Martin. To where he was able to survive his injuries. Where when he upon arrival. Did not look that way. I've been around law enforcement for three decades. What I'm seeing here locally in our Scranton Police Department. The surrounding community. Law enforcement community coming together. As well as our community. Businesses. People. They already sold out of the stickers for today at Scranton. Headquarters. Second to none. Second to none. My praise could not be more for the Scranton Police Department and their actions in this case from the start to finish, from when the wallet was stolen till now, and continue that. It's 3.34 here at WILK. We'll be back after the news with Paul Michaels. You with the Rob O'Donnell Show on WILK News Radio. 22 degrees and sunny at 341. Uh, we're talking about the update in the investigation today into the, the shooting of Detective Kyle Gilmartin, Scranton police officer. Um, there was a made police officer today that an arrest was made specifically for his shooting of a 20-year-old Aiden Denninger from Old Forge, also has connections to Nicholson. I was able to upload, if you, go to my, if you follow me on social media, you can go to my Facebook page, Rob O'Donnell. I was able to upload, because the, everything was so long, I had to piece it up. So I have the update from State Police Major um, State Police Major Mike Carroll of the Pennsylvania State Police. His interview is first, uh, where he gave an update of the investigation itself. Uh, then you had Scranton Police Chief Thomas Carroll, who gave an update and thanks to um, the community and the officers 
that handled this. And I just, uh, I'm in the process of uploading now the, the statement from District Attorney, Lackawanna County District Attorney Mark Powell, and his question of answer, the question and answers from uh, the media, including some questions from myself. Um, and like I said, and I got a text message and Com Center. Com Center did a phenomenal job here. One doesn't happen without the other. Uh, that's a gimme. So forgive me if I didn't put that out there and, and, and do that. What I meant by radio transmissions, I mean everyone who was involved with those radio transmissions. The Com Collective, concise, giving detailed information of what's needed, what they needed when they got to the hospital, to have the hospital ready when they got there, information on what they were dealing with on the scene, and the overall coordination from our law enforcement. Listen, Northeast Pennsylvania, Scranton specifically, and, and anyone who visits, uses, goes to, goes to a re anything in Scranton, you are to be extremely proud of your police department here. They did a phenomenal job under extraordinary circumstances. Um, try and put yourself into that situation. Just think you pulled up to a parking space to a suspicious vehicle for what was a stolen wallet and maybe some gunfire. I mean, they had evidence of the second one. And then someone walks up to your passenger car windshield window and opens fire. Not one shot and run. Not trying to escape. Approach the vehicle. This individual was not seen until he displayed a firearm and started firing into the vehicle. That's why they're calling this an ambush. He saw the police, approached them, and tried to take them out. And by firing five shots into an occupied vehicle with three people... Where there's gunshots everywhere into that vehicle, I said the front windshield, the back windshield, the pillar behind the driver and passenger door, from the, the, the driver's window, the passenger window, and the shots that struck Detective Gil Martin. Unbelievable that this was not worse than it was. And I can only attribute that to the training and the professionalism of those police officers that were there. And then you add the investigative aspects. You know, things I'm picking up as I'm reading through the, the paperwork. Um, just incredible work all around, from school resource officers to other officers to the two officers that responded to the shooting, pulled off Detective Gil Martin into their vehicle and transported him, giving directions, what streets they needed blocked off. Uh, unfortunately, I've been in these situations. It is... For, for, for the average person, it's taking an entire day of your duties that you have to think about and compiling it into a few seconds. That's what's going on during something like this. Um, that's the best way I can explain it. So, yes, my hats go off to Com Center, all the, the people, uh, the medical staff at the hospital, which are named in the report as well. I'm not going to get into naming them, but the head of neurosurgery. Uh, at CMC Geisinger. You know, CMC Geisinger has always been a top-shelf trauma center. It's one of the reasons I, I feel more encouraged about being here in Northeast Pennsylvania because unlike normal people, I think of things like where is my closest trauma center located and what kind uh, are they? What's their capabilities? We did mention yesterday the two NYPD officers that were shot after a suspect grabbed the officer's gun. Um... Thankfully, the officers are doing okay. Their wounds were not life-threatening. Uh, an unhinged suspect with a lengthy rap sheet grabbed an officer's gun and opened fire as the officers tried to arrest him. One of the officers was hit in the hand. The other cop was struck in the leg. Uh, right after Melvin Butler, 39, allegedly tr uh, fired the cop's gun while resisting arrest. The suspect, who was accused of assaulting his mother inside an apartment before the shooting, 
was loaded into ambulance and taken to Brookdale Hospital. The suspect, unfortunately, is in critical condition, um, but is expected to make it through. But thankfully, the two officers there are doing okay. But again, this goes back to a lengthy rap sheet, career criminal, judicial revolving door. We need to fix this system. We need to fix the system. Now, we'll find out a little bit more about the individual arrested here. But like I said, Jeremiah Cleveland, who was not charged in the shooting of the officer, but in connection with things they were doing prior to that, um, you know, just assaulted and threatened the lives of state troopers a couple months ago. And he's out roaming the streets to do whatever he was doing that night. It's uh, 346 here at WILK. We'll be back with the Rob O'Donnell Show in just a minute. Welcome back to the Rob O'Donnell Show on WILK News Radio. We got the Bloomberg Money Minute coming up in just a couple of seconds here. But uh, Wayne Bank is impacted by a vendor data breach. So if you're a, a member of Wayne Bank, you might want to check out with them and see if uh, you've been affected by it. Welcome back to the Rob O'Donnell Show on WILK News Radio. 22 degrees and sunny outside at 354. Um, had a great lunch today. I was invited to be a guest speaker at the Scranton Kiwanis Club. Um, great lunch today at Cooper's. Um, great group of people. I uh, was honored to be asked and uh, had a great time speaking to them today. A great group of individuals. If you're interested in, in looking in about them, they do have a Facebook page. You just check out the Scranton Kiwanis Club. But a uh, a great group of individuals. It was. Uh, I'm so glad I was able to fit that in with the press conference this morning at the same time and not cancel one or miss the other. So, uh, got some text messages. Says, uh, why was that Cleveland kid on the streets after he assaulted a Pennsylvania State Police member? Um, to to make it a short story, and I've talked about it here. He was given fifty thousand dollars cash bail. Spent a little over a week in prison because he could not make the $50,000 cash bail. And for some reason, that bail was changed to unsecured, which means you don't have to put anything up. And he was freed. Freed to do what happened here. Um, again, you cannot be a mind reader. There is no crystal ball. But it seems to be a reoccurring issue um, with this judicial revolving door where we're putting violent felons back out on the street simply to do it again. Uh, either we're not holding them accountable when they are convicted or we're being too lenient as far as that pendulum swinging to the other side of, uh, you know, let's give people a second chance and let them try and rebuild their lives. Um, something needs to be done. Now, if that's, hey, if you're given that chance and you abuse that chance, uh, maybe things come down on you twice as hard then. Maybe we stop giving you a third chance, a fourth chance, a fifth chance, a sixth chance. Nine chances, like the individual in New York City who just took a cop's gun and opened fire on them. Uh, we've seen it time and time again. I mean, we've seen individuals in, in the, the, our major cities, and I'm not speaking specific to here, but our major cities, with 50, 60 arrests, and just to simply do it again. Uh, it, it's it's uh, uncalled for, and we need to do something about it. Again, if you follow me on social media, I, I was able to put up all the videos now. So you have the first video, if you go back, was the Pennsylvania State Police Major Mike Carroll giving his update. Then the second video is uh, Chief of Police Thomas Carroll of Scranton giving his update. The final video you have up is uh, District Attorney for Lackawanna County Mark Powell, who gives his update and then takes uh, some questions and answers Uh and that's the longest video, I believe, out there. So, you know, we'll have to see here. We had this story, and again, mental health 
is something that we're lacking. And in the past, we've thrown out mental health services and dumped people on the streets to become the police's problem. And now there's that shift where they don't want the police intervening with mentally ill people. Unfortunately, they tend to commit crimes, too. Sometimes even more so than than our, our regular people. But what we have here is there's no longer those services. I mean, we've closed our mental health facilities. We've left it to your primary care physician, family, non-existent services that are, are few and far in between, and law enforcement. If you want to truly treat this, you don't replace law enforcement with social workers. You add that mental health capability out there so there is an alternative before the police get involved, before there is that confrontation or that that two people coming together under bad circumstances. Uh, And when you leave it to law enforcement to deal with, that a lot of times we're not trained, we're not built to deal with strictly mental illness issues until they commit those crimes. And then you say, well, you're not treating the mental health aspect of these individuals correctly. Well, I'm sorry, they've already started to commit crimes, so we have to treat that first. But you can do both, but don't blame one or the other. Let's add these mental health situations that are out there. Because I'm reading this story here of a Pennsylvania mom who left her three kids and jumped in the Delaware River and is still missing. Um, Just in Upper Bucks County here. Said the uh, incident unfolded yeah. shortly after 6.30 p.m. Monday following a domestic dispute. The woman, state police, was later uh, uh, okay. found okay. by investigators with her three children walking in a path along the Delaware River. The woman jumped into the river as the trooper approached to speak with her, according to state police. Troopers were able to safely right, secure the children at the scene, but the 34-year-old um, woman has not been found. I mean, clearly there's something going on here. Um very cold water, very bad time of year for this to happen. Can I help you? The Delaware River is unforgiving on a normal circumstances. But obviously there's something more here. Yes, there was a domestic dispute involved. But you walk away from okay, your three kids. Your, it doesn't say the age of the kids, but I would imagine they're younger. Um, to jump in okay. the, uh, the Delaware River and leave all that behind. We need to do better okay, with on, stuff please. like that. But... I understand because I used to do that before law enforcement, but we need to do better when it comes to addressing it. It's coming up on uh, 4 o'clock here on WILK. We'll be back with the Rob O'Donnell Show after the break.